there's someone roaring along on their motorbike. Another really sweet thing tonight was FaceTiming with those guys and there was a plane that was very low in the sky, not far from me. And I was saying, oh, I'm seeing a plane really low in the sky. I'm not used to seeing planes that low in the sky and there's not many planes in the sky right now. And they were seeing the same plane over in West Hollywood. And I was saying, oh, it can't be the same plane. And then, oh, it's turning. Oh, it's getting lower. Oh, it's coming in this direction. We were watching the same plane. And somehow that was immensely comforting, like some 90s ballad about, you know, being under the same sky. everyone. Welcome back to The Lonely Hour. It's Julia, and I hope you liked the last episode. It was a bit of a departure for us, but now we're going to get back to what I think we do best, which is sharing other people's stories. In this case, they're stories of social distancing and isolation. You just heard and will continue to hear today from Polly McIntosh, to whom I'm actually related. My dear cousin Julia, whose podcast this is, of course, said that I should probably mention my age and what I do and whatnot. I'm Pollyanna McIntosh. I have just turned 41 years old. Woohoo! I'm an actor known best for Walking Dead, for playing Jada slash Anne on Walking Dead. Uh, the Walking Dead, of course. And I'm also a writer-director... I had a film that came out last year, my first feature, called Darlin, D-A-R-L-I-N apostrophe, which is available now to stream on all platforms and on DVD and Blu-ray. I live in Los Angeles, California, in Silver Lake, and I'm a family of me and my wee one-year-and-eight-month-year-old <laughs> terrier, maybe poodle schnauzer mix, doglet, Sammy Davis Jr., I think that covers it. Now, movies Polly had been working on have been delayed, conventions she was supposed to attend pushed back, an award ceremony in Moscow cancelled. But in her words... I'm I'm not in the business of stressing about it, like work and finances and stuff, when I'm in such a better position than so many other people and that everyone is affected. Polly says she's not stressing the small stuff or the big stuff right now, and she feels lucky. Not everyone is able to take this approach to managing life during a global pandemic. When I do feel overwhelmed by the enormitude of the pain and suffering that's going on out there from this thing, along with everything else, um, it can feel quite overwhelming in the chest. And I think where my mind always goes is, well... Do you want to add to that mass stress? Or do you want to put out some good vibes? And good vibes, thank you, is the bloody answer. When I listened to all of Polly's diary entries, what stood out to me was her focus on finding joy right now. I've listened to the tape over and over, actually. Polly has become a kind of guide to staying positive for me, a model. Maybe she can be for you, too. So that's what this episode is about, joy. 
If you look at Polly's Instagram account, Pollyanna McIntosh, you'll find photos of Sammy at bath time, photos of a mural Polly's painting in her backyard with giant pastel-colored flowers on it. She's been regramming uplifting dance videos. And she's been taking dance classes through Instagram, too, with choreographer Ryan Heffington. They're called Sweatfest. And he used to go to his nightclub, which he also co-ran with Mario Diaz, Full Frontal Disco, which was a wonderful, colorful world of weirdos and wildness. And he has been so kind and lovely as to do live Instagram dance-alongs, which I highly recommend. It's Ryan.Heffington. And I did one a couple of mornings ago, and it literally got me high. There is no way I would have been in the sustained state of joy and just those endorphins, you know, if I hadn't done that big old dance in the morning. A couple moves that we always do, do them with me. So, draw a big square on the floor. I'll say square. We have squares today? We have squares today. Uh, you walk forward and you start in the back of the square. So do it with me. You walk forward, you go a one, a two, a three, to the side, one, a two, and back. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, to this side, ah, uh, ah, uh, do it again, do it again, do it again. Ah, 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 take it back, take it back, work one more time, a little faster. Ah, uh, you can do anything you want in that square. I learned some of my other friends have been taking the class too. There's Kong Fan and Shannon Belisario and their son, Felix. Well, I'm glad I got to be part of that. That was always fun. Felix, what'd you think? Is that fun? <laughs> always, always such a release. You never know what you're going to get in class, if it's going to be laughter or tears. But it's always a good way to spend time with your friends and strangers from all around the world. Darren Bresnitz, who runs the food, music, and culture podcast Snacky Tunes, has also gotten into Sweatfest. There was this moment for today's class where there was a pause or delay in getting started. Just trying to get everything to work. Trying. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Technical difficulty day. Good times. (laughs) Please hold. (laughs) And I really felt a little anxious because I thought that we weren't going to have a class today. Okay, here we go. And today I want to dedicate this to anyone and everyone who has anxiety or who has had anxiety little unsure, little broken maybe, Um, this one's for you. Yeah, so dance your hearts out. Yeah, here we go. And I've come to realize how much this class has come to mean to me and to probably a lot of us as a way to break up our day, but also just to forget about everything else except for maybe moving and the music. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for doing this. I never, ever, ever, weeks ago, thought I would ever, ever not just do a dance class, but actively look forward to a dance class and sweat and participate and just have so much fun. So thank you. After hearing so much about it, I had to take Ryan's class too. 
Uplifting. Okay. Whew. So, yeah, getting the body moving, getting music. He was making us sing along to grease lightning and shit. It was wonderful. And again, that sense of community, seeing other people following along and sending little heart faces and whatnot. We still need movement. We need movement more than ever. So on that note, I'm going to get my arse in gear and take my puppy up a hill. Polly's been out to Griffith Park a zillion times, but on this day, she discovered a path she'd actually never taken before. It was like walking on a ridge instead of a hillside. There were wide open views all around her. It was beautiful. So, so beautiful. And like a lot of things at the moment, I feel like my view of things is being sort of slowed down. A lot of people are experiencing this, where you're just noticing more things in nature and feelings, all your senses are just more of alive. And hi. I'm just saying hi to a couple of folks passing with their dog because that is, for me, one of the few things I feel I can do in this situation is just say hello to everyone and smile. And whether they say hello or back or not, it doesn't matter. Just act like a community more, which will hopefully bring us all a bit more comfort feeling and keep us a bit safer too. So it's one of my little things that I'm doing. In many cases, I'm the weird Brit who's saying hello for no reason. But I think in many other cases, people are quite happy because they're probably feeling the same stuff I'm feeling with this horrific situation that nonetheless is reminding us how fragile, vulnerable and in need of each other we are. Hello. Well, that was a little highlight. Woman just passed with a gloriously minty green 80s sweatshirt on that said golf on it in multicolored letters. And she had the cutest little pup, little Pomeranian. But the highlights, the true highlights that brought it all into the beautiful situation that it was, (laughs) was the fact that she had on slip-on rubberized shoes with open toes. The open toes were sticking out of the mouths of red sort of snapper looking fish. These shoes were spectacular and all one piece of molded rubber, but like with all the color and that of like a rubbery, cool fish that a kid would have in the bath, but proper, you know, like, like how a red snapper does really look on a plate. It was marvelous. And that's cheered me up no end. I don't know, I just feel pepped up by that lady's shoes. It just makes me really happy. Once the evening came around, it was time for Banoffee Pie. I decided I needed to make something so I don't go watching telly too much, you know. So I've basically boiled two cans of condensed milk for three hours 
and I've made a biscuit base with shortbread and some Nila wafers and butter. And I've bashed those cookies, as it were, in a bag, like with a rolling pin on the granite counter. You can do it on the floor or whatever. And then mix them with the butter and lined a pie dish and I've refrigerated it in the fridge for an hour. Sammy, stop looking at me, mate. This is not for you. This is grown-up food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will probably kill you. And a banoffee pie, as the name suggests, is a pie with toffee and banana in it. It's quite a traditional British thing. So there'll be loads of recipes online if you can get them, proper ones, but don't let them make it too complicated. This should be simple fun. A child should be able to make it. With parental guidance with the boiling of the cans, because that can be dangerous if the water isn't topped up. Anyway, and then you put the toffee in the pie casing. You put slices of banana on top, whipped cream, more banana. Dust it with chocolate if you want. It's bloody delicious. So I'm gonna leave you guys, because I'll be full of pie and wine when I go to sleep later. And I want to bear that this is the last recording, because I don't want to invite you in that far, okay? I don't want us to be together in my bed eating banoffee pie, watching more episodes of Sybil and drunkenly thinking that I know how to, you know, live. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it here. But I tell you what, if you like food, make yourself a banoffee pie because it will cheer up the most downheartened. Stay safe, wash your hands, sending much love. Thanks so much, Julia, for the opportunity to do this. It was really fun. I hope it's kept you company. Mwah. It really has, Polly. Thank you for being with us. This episode was produced by me, Julia Bainbridge, and mixed and sound designed by Keith J. Nelson. Peyton Turner is our illustrator, and the Lonely Hours original theme song is by Chris McLeod. Speaking of music, I'm leaving you with another shot of energy from Ryan Heffington's class. I hope this puts a pep in your step, just like it did for our guests today. Get in, does it set on fire?